Welcome back to The Reporter's Notebook, an Inside the Daily Press podcast featuring SMDP reporters discussing the most interesting stories of the week and previewing upcoming items of interest. Inside the Daily Press podcasts are produced by the Santa Monica Daily Press, the city's premier news source for two decades. Visit smdp.com for the news of the day. Welcome back to the Reporter's Notebook. This is Santa Monica Daily Press reporter Emily Swicky. I am joined in the studio by a very special guest slash new host, Grace Adams. Um, Grace is our new reporter. Welcome. Hi. Thank you, Emily. Um, so to kick things off, um, let's just talk about Grace for a little bit. So you've been with us for a week um, where did you come to us from? Yeah, so I actually just moved back to LA after finishing a master's program in London. I was there for the last 10 months, and before that I went to LMU, so familiar with the area and really excited to be back. Definitely. You, um, you're a Westsider, right? You live in Venice? Yeah, that's right. Just moved in last weekend. Welcome to the neighborhood Thank that you. I don't even live in. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, something that is exciting about Grace is that she commutes by bike. I do, yes. So you get a good lay of the land on your way into work every day. Yeah, definitely. I've gotten lost a few times, so I've seen a lot of new things this week for <laughs> it's a sure. Good strategy. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, first impression of Santa Monica. Um, I guess first of all, what do you think of the office and our location here in town? Yeah, I love the office. It's been great. My probably my favorite thing so far is Buddy the dog, who <laughs> runs up to the door every morning and barks slash greets me. So that's fun. It just has a really good feel to it. And yeah, it's a good place to work for sure. Yeah, you got to see um, Buddy's trick. Yes, I today, did get to so. see Buddy's trick. It was very impressive. <laughs> um, I I'm curious. Uh, do you have a favorite restaurant or a favorite activity, someplace you like to hang out in town? I mean, give us your uh, your recommendations <laughs> as a new Santa Monican. Yeah, um, well, honestly, I've really just enjoyed riding my bike um, around, especially on the boardwalk when I have the time. It's been really nice. Just being near the beach is something I love. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, and for those who don't know. Um, this week, Grace has written about the first day of school um, as part of her new education beat. Um, Grace is going to be taking over the education beat from me. I'm moving on to City Hall coverage. Um, but I guess my my first question um, is, how, how was that? You went to Edison Language Academy, right? I did. Yes, that's right. Um, so tell us about the first day of school there. Yeah, it was great. It was really exciting. There was a lot of good energy, especially since it was the kids, well, one first day back at school since things have gotten a little more normal pandemic wise. Um, so it was really nice to see the kids interacting with each other, their teachers. And yeah, I just had a really good, good feel to it for sure. That's cool. Yeah, I've never um, been to the Addison mm -hmm. campus, but looking at the pictures you took, it is <laughs> a really like state of the art yeah. looking. Yeah, um, it's really campus. nice for sure. Um, something else that I saw you wrote about this week is mm -hmm. a new project that's coming to our neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, so the Planning Commission reviewed a proposal for a new hotel this week that would be located on Colorado and Fifth, which is, as many people know, the former site of the Angel's Attic Doll Museum. 
Um, yeah, so that was interesting to learn about and write a little bit about, and I'll definitely be following the developments as the as the plan progresses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think for both of us who are um, newcomers to mm-hmm. Santa Monica, um, I never had the pleasure of visiting Angel's yes, Attic. Either. Um, so it was a, li- a little surprising since mm-hmm. it's really right around the corner from our office yeah. um, that there used to be a spooky old Queen Anne Victorian home there. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, and for anybody who hasn't um, driven or, or taken the Expo line um, down Colorado in a while, it's gone. There's no trace of that house anymore. Yeah, um, totally. They tore it down in 2021. And mm-hmm. um, do you want to sort of I, d- describe what this hotel looks like? We've been talking about it a lot in the office this week. Yeah, we have for sure. I think the main thing that's interesting about it is that because it was just a house that was formerly on the lot, it is a pretty small space. It's only about 40 feet wide and they're proposing fitting an 80 story no, sorry, eight story, <laughs> not <laughs> that news. extreme, <laughs> yes, on this on this lot, which would have 74 guest rooms. So it's a pretty substantial hotel that they're trying to fit into this small space. So it'll just be interesting to see, to see how that goes. And yeah, and since I wrote the story, I did get a few comments from people asking what happened to the, the Angel's Attic Museum. Um, and yeah, just wondering why such a potentially historical... Yeah, potentially historic. I I totally agree. I've been questioning Matt, who's um you know our our uh, our breadth of knowledge here in the office, <laughs> uh-huh. our you know legacy um, staffer here, about how it could be that a house that old could have gotten torn down. Yeah. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, it didn't have mm-hmm. a historic preservation right. you know designation, mm-hmm. and and that's it. So. Yeah. Um, I was surprised too. By memory, I think it was an 1895 Queen Anne Victorian home. That sounds right, yeah. Um, but it had been moved. Mm-hmm. So we yep. think that because it wasn't on its original plot and right. no one had basically made, you know, the attempt to preserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it's gone now. Yep. So it is. <laughs> um, gone, but not forgotten. Us, never. <laughs> um, Okay, so something else that I uh, saw your byline attached to this week was um, the story about monkeypox and COVID. So uh, again, for anybody who who hasn't had the opportunity to read that story, what is going on with this monkeypox pandemic? Epidemic? Pandemic? That's a good question. I'm not actually sure which (laughs) one it is. We can check that. Um, But yeah, so monkeypox has been on the rise in LA County overall. I believe there were 971 cases that have been reported so far as of yesterday. Yeah, there has been a vaccine campaign that is being rolled out and that's being targeted at what has been deemed the most vulnerable um, groups of people. So yeah, that's happening. LA County reported its first case of monkeypox in a prison this week, as well as its first case in a homeless shelter. So that is something interesting and something to be aware of, but they are targeting vaccine efforts at those most vulnerable populations. Um, do you have information about vaccine availability? Like um, if I, you know, mm-hmm. know someone who uh, goes to a lot of parties and is mm-hmm. a gay or bisexual man, right. um, can he just like walk to, you know, his his closest COVID vaccine place? Yeah, and, no, that's and a great one? question. Yeah, so I believe um, that the doses that the county had have already been administered and they're waiting more doses. So I know there is a wait list that people can get on if they are eligible. And yes, to be eligible, you have to meet those requirements of being gay, bisexual, transgender person who engages in potentially 
higher higher risk behavior for for contracting monkeypox. But yes, there is a wait list that I believe if you go to the LA County Public Health Department website, you can can add your name to. It's a great resource and we yeah. will link to it in yes. the show notes. Definitely. Um okay. So those are some of what you've written about kind of covers a wide range, but I wanted to ask what what is your interest? I mean, you know, wh- why did you get into journalism? What are you excited to be writing about? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of my main interests is actually education. So I'm really excited to, to get to cover that beat. Perfect. Because um, I'm just really interested in all things school related and stuff like that. So yeah, super excited about that. I'm also very interested in environmental issues, which is a large part of why I got into journalism, especially with climate change related issues. Um, I wanted to be able to sort of look into some of those things and cover that. So yeah, those are probably my two two top interests at the moment. Cool. Um, I think that you are in a great location for both of those. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, especially I, for the size of Santa Monica, having a yeah. college and right. you know all of these complex school mm-hmm. uh, things happening. Yeah. Um, it's a very interesting um, city and an interesting time yeah, to be here for too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of your journalism work, um, which I assume is pretty all-consuming um, <laughs> as, you know, uh, it's a vocation more yes, than definitely. just a job. Uh-huh. Um, but what what else do you like to do? What what would you find yourself doing on a, you know, any Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, well, I love being outdoors, I would definitely say. Um, I like rock climbing, mountain biking, hiking, stuff like that. I actually just spent this last summer, it took a couple of months and worked in outdoor education up in the Bay Area, like teaching kids to kayak, canoe, paddleboard, stuff like that. So yeah, I just love anything outdoors. That's awesome. So you just came to us from that experience? Yes, that's right. Wow. So Zend out. You have a great yes. tan right now. Um, <laughs> sounds pretty nice. Yeah, it was. Um, all right. So I'm just going to go over uh, right now. It's mm-hmm. Friday. Yep. Um, but the, the podcast comes out Saturday morning and on newsstands, um, if you know you are in Santa Monica, you want to walk over to your local newsstand, you are going to see um, a story about the first set of election finance numbers. Um, and I let me I, I printed out my draft of the story um, to just go over some of the tidbits that came out of that. Um, turns out the leading um, fundraising campaign is that of Caroline Tarosis. She's a rent control um, board member who is running for city council. Um, And she has gathered a little over $36,000 in her campaign fund so far, um, which is by far the most um, ahead of both uh, school board members, even though school board members are not limited um, in their campaign finance in the same way that city council members are, um, which is not something that I was aware of um, until this campaign. But um, school board members are they they can accept individual donations of any amount. Wow. Yeah. So um, so our school board members have gotten um, four figure. <laughs> They've gotten thousand <laughs> dollar donations, which is a big no no for city council members. Um, the largest average donations because of that are both um, among the two school board uh, incumbents who have submitted paperwork in this round. And those are Richard Tavildron Dresswine and Lori Lieberman. Um, and then Lieberman uh, is also the candidate with the most local donors. 83% of her 
donors are Santa Monicans. Okay. Um, and Ellis Raskin, who is a planning commissioner who's running for city council, has the least local donors. Only 12.5% of his donations so far have come from inside Santa Monica. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's just a little taste of yeah. what you can read about on stands this Saturday. Um Okay, so this was a short and sweet reporter's <laughs> notebook. Grace, we are so excited to have you aboard. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Um, and we will be back in the studio this time next week and talk about another great week of reporting. Yep. All right, until then. Thanks for listening to Inside the Daily Press. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts or listen on our website at smdp.com pod. Music for Inside the Daily Press is provided by The Brig Band, LA's premier jam band. To find out when and where you can hear them live, visit thebrigband.com. Hold up. 